the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous Saturday, and I am so excited to be with you. This is Al Fadi, and if you're tuning in right now, this is Let Us Reason. And you, if you've been really uh, listening to our previous at least two weeks, you would have known that we have started a brand new series, basically uh, exposing a false doctrine ta- taught basically uh, in Islam known as the doctrine of Tawheed, which really, in a simple way, defined as the belief in one God who is one in essence and one in person, an absolute oneness, if you wish. When in fact, the Quran actually, as I will show you through these podcasts and at the same time, through brand new videos that I did with Sam Shimon that will be released in 2019, we called it Tawheed Dilemma. We will show you that the Quran is far be it from affirming a oneness when in fact it shows that Allah has other persons associated with him. In one case, it's the Holy Spirit who is supposedly the angel Gabriel, when in fact there is no reference whatsoever in the Quran that Gabriel is the Holy Spirit. Suffice it to say that the Holy Spirit in the Quran is equal to Allah. In another place, it shows that Jesus is equal to Allah. In another place, it shows that Adam is equal to Allah, was worthy of worship by the angels. And the list can go on and on and on. Last week, we talked about the, the misunderstanding of the Quranic teaching when it comes to the orthodoxy of the biblical doctrine of the Trinity. We believe orthodoxy, uh, I mean, the orthodoxy basically uh, of the biblical teaching when it comes to the Trinity is this, the belief in one God, one in essence, who revealed himself in three distinct persons. The scripture is filled, filled with those examples. In fact, I encourage you to go to either my website, sirainternational.com, that's C with, as in Charlie, Sira, C-I-R-A, international, and Go and watch my video series that I did about the Trinity, or you can even go and watch it on the YouTube channel that we have, known as Sira International as well. C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Either way, you'll come across the multi-videos that we've done concerning the doctrine of the Trinity. In fact, if you have Arab friends, you can even go to our Arabic YouTube channel and in there share with them the teaching about the Trinity in Arabic. Either way, you'll find that. What the Bible teaches about the Trinity is is clear. One God, one in essence, three in person. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Old Testament to New Testament. Nothing that was inserted at a later time. No, from the first page of the Bible all the way to the end, the members of the Trinity are clearly insinuated, identified directly or indirectly, and in different ways, 
you begin to get an impression that there is something unique and special about the person of God. Okay? Now, when it came to the Quran, you would think the Quran at least would utilize the, these teachings of the Bible as its foundation to refute the doctrine of the Trinity. When in fact the Quran doesn't mention the appropriate terminologies used by Christians, especially the Arab Christians at the time of Muhammad and today, it does not identify the biblical Trinity. It doesn't even affirm the members of the Trinity. In fact, the Quran come up with a new Trinity that no sound biblical teachings will agree with. The Quranic Trinity is the belief in three gods. One of them is Allah, the second is Mary, and the third is Jesus. When, in fact, we agree with the Quran that this is a heresy, this is wrong, that's not what the Bible teaches. Therefore, we need to affirm the fact that if the Quran was attacking this group that believed in something like this, we agree with that. But we disagree the fact that the Quran is generalizing that this is what Christians believe in because that's not what the Orthodox Christians teaches. And in fact, uh, you know, the Quran uses an argument in multiple places. One of it is found, technically speaking, in chapter 5, verse 73 to 75. And there clearly it affirms that we take Allah as one third of the three gods. And then in chapter, the same chapter 5, verse 116, it identified those members as Mary and Jesus. And one of the Islamic, basically, scholars made it very clear that it seems that the Quran actually confused this with the explicit doctrine of the Trinity that is believed because the chapter 5, verse 73, 75 does not address that orthodox doctrine, but rather it addresses those Christians who somehow concocted a new doctrine believing in Allah as one third of the three gods who are Allah as the one member followed by Mary and then Jesus. We're going to continue with those kind of teachings right now. You know, uh, when you look at uh, basically uh, chapter 4, verse 171 in the Quran, you will discover quickly that while the Quran is still attacking this false trinity, it affirms actually the real trinity. For, for instance, it mentions that Jesus is the word of Allah, a spirit of Allah, meaning he shares in the essence of God. That's exactly what the Bible teaches. Let me read to you uh, chapter 4, verse 171 first and then make a connection to the Bible. In chapter 4, verse 171, it says the following, O people of the book, go not beyond the limits in your way of life, and say not about God, but the truth, that the Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary, was a messenger of God, and his word, belonging to who? His word. Who's his? The his is referring to Allah. His word, that he, Allah himself, cast to Mary, came out of Allah, Allah, sharing the essence, okay, and a spirit from him. Well, Allah, God basically in his nature is a spirit. That's what Galatians 4, 4 to 4, 6 shares uh, and teaches that, that Allah sent the spirit of his son. Who is the spirit? He's the, in verse 4, it says he was born in the fullness of time, born of a woman, born under the law. Same spirit took on the form of a servant in the likeness of man. Philippians 2, verses 5 to 8. The same a uh, person of the Son became flesh, John 1, verse 14. And that's what the Bible teaches. In fact, let's take a look at John's teachings that Christ is the eternal logos, the Greek basically for word. 
okay? The word of Allah, the word of God in this case, the word of Theos, you know? So, and this word became flesh, just as the authors of the Quran, uh, uh, author, I should say, of the study Quran, the commentators uh, of the study Quran, his name is, um, I'll read that name to you. Um, uh, his name is Sayyid Hussein Nasser. Sayyid Hussein Nasser, candidly, who is the author of something, a book called The Study Quran, candidly, in page 267, made this argument. He says, basically, in addition to reaffirming the full humanity of Jesus, the present verse, which is in chapter 5, verses 73 to 75, uh, commands Christians to say not three. This is understood as a command to abandon the doctrine of God as Trinity. Here, he's saying, they are merely told to refrain from asserting this doctrine. Which doctrine? The doctrine that is mentioned in chapter 5, verses 73 to 75. Not the real Christian doctrine. As it is better for them, in, ver in chapter 5, verse 73, Christians who call, notice, not all Christians, Christians who call God three are more seriously criticized, but this verse is embedded in a larger discussion that seem to be addressing those Christians who took not only Jesus, but also his mother Mary to be divine, okay? In both the present verse and in verse 73 of chapter five, however, the orthodox doctrine of the Trinity as three persons, okay? Within the one God is not explicitly referenced. So that's why basically, here is what John, here is what John basically affirms. And uh, John basically says the understanding of Jesus as messenger of God is consistent with several gospel verses. Okay. And look what John, for instance, affirmed. He affirmed that Jesus is a messenger in chapter 5, verse 23, chapter 5, verse 30, chapter 5, verses 36 to 37. We're talking about the gospel of John here. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 39. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 44. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 57. Chapter 8, 6, verse 16. Chapter 8, verse 18. Chapter 8, verse 39. Chapter 8, verse 43. Chapter 10, verse 36. Chapter 12, verse 49. Chapter 14, verse 24. All of this coming from the Gospel of John. Chapter 17, verse 21. Chapter 17, verse 25. Chapter 20, verse 21, all of those in the Gospel of John affirm that Jesus also is a messenger of God. Yet, in the Quran, it ascribes a unique distinction, basically, uh, between Jesus and the other prophets. Okay? And uh, it uses some honorifics, you know, and description. For instance, when it comes to Abraham, it calls him the friend of God, Khalilullah. Okay? And uh, he's the friend of Allah, basically. Uh, uh, to Moses, it calls him Kalimullah. You know, he's the one who spoke with God face to face. Okay, that's what the Quran actually uh, describes, uh, you know, other prophets. But when it came to Jesus, it called him the word of Allah and the spirit of Allah. Okay, has a very unique description, an honorific of Jesus that actually ties Jesus to the essence of Allah himself. For Abraham to be the friend of God doesn't make Abraham divine. For Moses to speak to God face to face and be Kalimullah doesn't make Moses divine. But for Jesus to be the spirit of Allah, the spirit of God, and the word of God 
makes him equal to God and, and divine. You see what I mean? There is some serious issues here when it comes to who Jesus is, even according to the Quran. Not to mention that the Quran says that Jesus actually is sinless in chapter 19, verse 19. Not to mention that the Quran gives a special title to Jesus, calling him the Messiah, the anointed one. Not just any Messiah, the Messiah. When in fact, many Muslims sadly don't even know what the title Messiah in, insinuate, but if you go to the Bible, you begin to get the picture. Jesus himself, by the way, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 41 to 45, asked the Pharisees, whose son is the Christ? The answer was that he's the son of David. So he said, if that's the case, then why would Jesus, uh, why would David, buy, uh, they, call, they said he's the son of David. He said, why would David buy the Spirit actually say the lord said to my lord sit on my right hand if david even calls him lord how can you call him his son in other words he's the son of god even david himself acknowledged this so jesus acknowledged that the christ is divine jesus in his prayer to the father in john 17 showed that the christ and god are one and the same they're co-equal and this is eternal life. That's John 17, 3. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. Notice equality. Okay? So that's why this cream, uh, is extremely important for us to see that the Quran actually is insinuating things about Jesus when, in fact, it doesn't really know the depth of that meaning. Uh, you know, uh, Jesus identified as God's word in chapter 3, verse 45, and chapter 19, verse 34. An idea that has a clear, basically, resemblance to the gospel traditions and the gospel teaches, where Jesus is identified as the word of God. John 1, 1, in the beginning, the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. And it keeps going, and it says in verse 14, and the word became flesh okay the christian and islamic tradition and i'm reading by the way some of these directly from sam shamon's blog because i'm encouraging you also to visit his blog the christian and islamic traditions however derive different theological conclusions from this uh you know uh, teaching the islamic context identified jesus as god's word does not in any way preclude okay his function as the bringer of the gospel okay which like the torah and the quran represent god's word and message to humanity okay in fact some of the commentators islamic commentators interpret the phrase or the clause his word in reference to jesus being the word of allah as the tidings Mary received, meaning the good news Mary received of his miraculous conception in her womb, or as an allusion to the divine creative command, okay, by which Christ was formed in Mary's womb. However, while all created beings are brought into existence through God's word, Christ alone, according to the Quran, is specifically identified as a word from Allah, not the 
spoken be and became no no he's the very word of allah himself okay some might even argue therefore that jesus by virtue of being identified as god's word participates in a unique way in a divine creative command part of the uh, basically the creation of god he is the creator he has that divine prerogative to create as we read it basically in chapter 3 verse 45 of the quran the same author of the study quran okay the same author of the study quran Sayyid Hussein Nasser in page 267 reads the following or writes the following. It says the miracle of Jesus's virgin birth is also alluded to here in that he is identified as God's word committed to Mary. Okay, Al-Qaha ila Maryam. That's the Arabic uh, word, which could also be rendered cast upon Mary. Okay. Uh, you read uh, a similar word in chapter 66, uh, verse 12 of the Quran, where it says in that chapter 66, verse 12, where it says that God breathed his spirit into Mary, consistent with the implicit representation in chapter 66, verse 12 of the Quran of Jesus as God's spirit breathed into Mary. Notice he's God's very own spirit breathed into Mary. And in the present verse, Jesus is also identified as a spirit from God. Okay. In other references, you'll find the same thing about, about the spirit from God in chapter 2, verse 87, and uh, chapter 2, verse 253, chapter 5, verse 110, where Jesus is strengthened with the Holy Spirit. It is on this basis that Jesus is given the honorific title Spirit of God, Ruhullah, in the Islamic tradition. Now, the author goes on to say, some commentators, however, understand Jesus' description as spirit from God metaphorically and consider spirit here to be either a reference to Jesus' purity or a metaphor for God's mercy, okay? Rahma, mercy. When in fact, really, that does, that's not what it means. I mean, it just this is a way to try to weasel your way out of a complex, uh, you know, teaching here that uh, the commentators are struggling to try to explain why is it that Jesus is called the Word of Allah and the Spirit of Allah because the author of the Quran heard what Christians are saying and just copied and pasted without thinking about the implications of such a thing. The Muslim scripture also describes the Holy Spirit or Spirit of God as a divine person whom God sends basically to create, to give life. You know, for instance, look at uh, this uh, passage in chapter 19, verses 16 to 19. Uh, you know, basically it says, we sent our spirit to her, to Mary, who stood before her in the shape of a well-formed human man. And then Mary said, with that, the beneficent God would protect me from you because she saw a person, a man. Leave me alone if you are God-fearing person. Then this person, the Spirit of God says, I am the messenger of your Lord. I have come to give you a purified son, creating, you know, in you, in your womb, breathe into you a Spirit of Allah and fashion that and the word will become 
flesh. That's what the Bible uh, teaches, and this is what the Quran affirms in chapter 19, verses 16 to 19, and in chapter 66, verse 12, for instance, we read, and Mary, the daughter of Imran, who guarded her private parts, so we breathe into her private parts. I mean, suffice it to say, this is a disgusting way to describe this, but that's okay. Into it. Of what? Of our spirit. So the spirit of Allah came out of Allah into Mary's private parts and inside of her womb became a person. And she established as through the words of her Lord and his books as she had been among the ones who are morally obligated. Okay. So in these examples, the spirit appears to Mary as a perfect-looking person, okay? A person, the spirit in personified as a man. And th this is evidence of the fact that she reacted to a man. And she's saying, if you fear Allah, leave me alone. She's afraid that he's going to attack her or something like that, okay? And he told her, you're going to have a child. She, she was thinking he's going to probably do something, uh, you know, not good to me right now. What does that mean that he's going to give me a child? Okay. And rightfully so. I mean, she would react that way if she sees somebody, a human uh, like person standing before her, telling her that I'm going to give you a child. Okay. And uh, he announced to her that he clarified, he said, no, 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 God sent me as his messenger to give you a pure, a sinless child. The spirit did this by God's breath breathing him the same person the spirit became spirit was breathed from allah into her okay into mary's body in order to cause her to conceive jesus in her womb in chapter 15 of the quran verses 28 to 29 we read and when your lord said to the angels see i am creating a mortal man of a clay of mud when i have shaped him and breathed my spirit into him okay prostrate to him that's the creation account of adam allah supposedly in chapter 15 verse 28 to 29 in multiple uh, places this is one of them chapter 15 verses 28 to 29 told the angels i'm gonna form from clay and mold a human and then i'm gonna breathe from my spirit into him so he'll become alive when i do this you prostrate, bow down to him. The same language was used. It's the spirit of Allah that was breathed into Adam. But in the case of Jesus, he has no father. And in the case of Jesus, it's Allah himself who breathed his spirit into her womb. He didn't mold. He didn't say, I'm going to mold Jesus and I breathe into him. No, no. He breathed into her womb and his breath was became flesh, basically. Just like the Bible teaches, that's why the Quran calls him the word of Allah. For the obvious purpose, of course, of animating Adam's body when Allah breathed into what he molded. So he could become, as a result of this, a living being. This shows that the spirit of Allah is the personal divine breath of God who appears, actually. When Muslims tell me that how can Allah appears on earth well here is an account from the quran that the spirit of allah is part of allah the essence of allah appearing as a person on earth communicating with others you can see why this is a deep topic i hope you're enjoying it we're going to continue with our discussions about this particular teaching and uh if you want 
to, of course, go back and listen to the previous shows or even all of our archive shows, please go to uh, sirainternational.com to the section that says Let Us Reason. You can search for us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Omni Studio. And also we encourage you, of course, to become a subscriber to our YouTube channel, Sira International. And we uh, you know, pray that you will consider to even support us and become a Patreon patron. You can support us with as little as $1 and as much as the Lord lays in your heart. And in doing so, you can help us to continue to stay on the air and also to produce more and more videos in our channel, Sira International. Thank you again. And we ask for your prayers as we begin this fabulous year. And we ask that the Lord will bless you richly. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.